the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420 The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. It is November. <laughs> it was kind of nice the first week of November being out in shorts and t-shirts. Anyway, I thought I'd do some quotes today, but I, I was going to do my favorite quickies. Fortune favors the bold. Life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. The first one was Bird Bird. The second one was John Lennon. I think, therefore I am. And that's Descartes. Time is money. Ben Franklin. I came, I saw, I conquered. Julius Caesar. And when life gives you lemonades or lemons, make lemonade. That's uh, it was Albert Hubbard, by the way. You know, uh, I've been I've been thinking about a lot of stuff, and you know, we've made some really good calls on this show. We got to pat ourselves on the back a little bit, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But if you would like to sit down and talk about a wealth plan, and you know, we're going to have uh, 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 our our friend Dane, who's the retirement plan specialist, on. And if you're looking to put more money, hide more money from the government next year, all right, uh, you know, when your money grows on a, on a tax-deferred basis, it grows a heck of a lot faster. And if you can put more money away, Dane's going to be on a show, uh, Dane Toppage is his name, he's going to be on a show in December, I think the first week of December, so mark that on your calendar. Uh, he's done some marvelous work. His whole uh, group has done some marvelous work, uh, you know, so it's it's something to listen to. But if you'd like to make an appointment, talk about a wealth plan, talk about how we view the market at RBC, okay? We've got some really good analysts. And we also use, you know, we do a techno-fundamental basis, but then we look at your whole portfolio. And look, uh, I had some people get real upset about a month ago, and I told them it was the bottom, and they wanted out. And I told them it was the bottom. You know, they're now down. They're actually, Marshfield's up. You know who I use quite a bit. They're up for the year. They're up four, four and a half percent. All right. Uh, and there's a lot of other people that are, uh, you know, that I use as money managers that are up, are down maybe two percent. You know, two percent you can live with. Okay, forty-five percent or something like that. That's the problem. But here we are. We're up fifteen percent from the end of September. On that Saturday, I said I thought we hit bottom. Okay? Now, I did a lot of homework on that. Okay? It wasn't just Tim Hayes talking. It was a lot of people talking, but I did the homework. The problem is, is that what we have is these openings that are moving up 300, 400 points on the open. And it's very difficult when you, you know, like that Monday, we were up 500 points on the open. You know? So it's difficult. You know, that's what happened Thursday. We were up 700 bucks on the open. What can you do? And it's it's a little bit more difficult. So it, especially if you're trying to get all your clients in at once. But uh, 
thought that was kind of interesting. But if, if you want to sit down, have a conversation, go to WHK1420, go to local podcasts, go to the Smart Investor Show, just hit contact me or email me. I don't bite, by the way, and I don't harass people. And I, uh, I have people on my list that I, I've talked to once, and they keep getting my stuff. Uh, they probably have no idea what you know I really do, so uh, that's their fault, not mine. Anyway, the the point is is that uh, we're available. Okay, so if you're interested, let us know. Now, last week, this was a tremendous call. I said the lowest form of life on the relative strength basis was currencies. Currencies, I said, and that cash was number one. But what currency blew up this week? Bitcoin. Was I wasn't looking for Bitcoin, by the way. I thought it'd be, you know, the, the British pound or the yen or the yuan. It was Bitcoin. Bitcoin closed at twenty thousand and opened at seventeen. Then it finished the week at sixteen four, something like that. That is a shellacking, folks, in the currency world. The other thing that happened was the dollar. You know, we've been saying that the dollar and the 10-year Treasury yields had broken their uptrend line. That's what happens when you have problems and, or, or you know, you're, you're peaked out, okay? The 10-year Treasury was at 425. That was their yield, okay? was 425 on Wednesday. Friday, it went out at 3.8. The dollar was at 112. It finished at 106.5. That's, that's a big move down. So we warned you ahead of time. Now, that's really, really good for companies that do a lot of business overseas on the dollar side. And then on the other side, the yields for coming down are really good. Now, Tom Porcelli, who I've been talking about uh, for a long, long time on this show, uh, you know, he, he's been talking about... <laughs> The ten-year, you know, that these guys have gone too far. They've gone too far, and they'd eventually, you know, they would start to lower. Now, what he said was the CPI number coming in Thursday was really like a quarter point easy on the Fed funds rate. So four things happened Thursday for that big rally to occur. Number one, I don't know if you saw, saw CNBC, but their Chinese correspondent, Miss Yoon was in the studio for the first time in a year. And it might be opening up a little bit. That's very positive. Number two, the dollar went down about 5% for the week. Number three, the 10-year Treasury yield went from 425 to 380 in a week. And the CPI came in at 0.4 versus 0.6. Now, it doesn't sound like much, but on a percentage basis, it's big. And like I said, Mr. Porcelli said, uh, that's like a quarter point easy. So it's something to think about. Um, it, it's obviously the market took it very, very positively. Now, the only thing that didn't happen that we thought was going to happen is that the Republicans would take the House and the Senate. Uh, it looks like they took the House. Uh, I don't know yet. They still need about 10 more uh, seats. And I guess the question is, uh, you know, <laughs> did. Uh, uh, did they did they get the Senate? And it doesn't look good right now. Uh, I think they lost Arizona, and Georgia is a you know it's uh, 
it's a dog fight. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So, you know, the, the question becomes, um, you know, where do we go from here? Okay. So, look, equities have been mostly rising for 18 trading sessions. Okay. Now, we, we said the last week of September, we thought we were at the bottom. I'm repeating that because <laughs> i got to pat myself on the back. It's been a rough year. <laughs> uh, but Republicans, they'll likely take the House. and We'll see what happens going on further. But, uh, you know, look, I, I think this inflation thing was a game changer. Okay? Now, people have been way too bearish. I've been saying that for about a month now. And, you know, we, we had all the things set up for a positive change. And let me tell you, the Russell 2000 broke its downtrend line last week. We said that on the air. And this week, the Dow Jones Industrials broke its downtrend line. That They become solid citizens now. Okay, now there might be some rough periods, and I think 2023 is not going to be straight up. I think it's going to be, it's, it's going to be look like a, a, a saw, you know, that, that's leaning upwards, okay, with the blades edging upwards, but it's going to be up and down, up and down. It's going to drive you nuts. <laughs> but that's what, the, you know, the stock market is supposed to make, what its job is, is to make the least amount of money for the least amount of people because the other people get scared. And that's what happens. And uh, it, it happened here. So I think it's a big time game changer. I think Tom Porcelli said that. I think Lori Calvacina said that. But breaking the downtrend line on the Dow, we're very close on the S&P 500. We're not even near it on the, the NASDAQ. I think the NASDAQ was up big last week. I think that may, it may take a while for the NASDAQ to get better. Okay, But the small caps broke and the Dow broke. If the S&P breaks, better pay attention. You better be you know, you're looking to get more invested. But look, the durable goods finally showed the bullwhip you know, uh, payback as, as the CPI fell uh, 0.7% month over month. That's pretty big. Uh, shelter showed a meaningful slowing. Uh, you know, it was slowed to plus six, uh, 0.6. You know, it had been 0.7 and 0.8, so that's a good thing. Medical health insurance massively flipped to negative 4%. So this is all positive, okay? It's very, very positive. So what we have is a very unsettled environment. And if you listen to the press, you've got a problem on your hands. Somebody asked me why I look at all the charts all the time. I do it because I want to see what they're doing. I don't want to hear what they're saying because that's just noise. So if we can take the fundamentals, the insiders, and the charts, and we, we have a plan around it, a wealth plan around it, we can do wonderful things for you, okay? I forgot. This is a live show. If you have a question, you can call in here. It's 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0945. So look, global risk sentiment remains volatile, and it's in the face of all these macro crosswinds. And well, some parts of the macro landscape could deliver you know, some positive surprises, we usually have a wide range of potential economic outcomes. And, and they warrant kind of a, a modest defensive stance in your portfolio. But the defensive stocks got creamed the last two days. Okay. Because they've held up so well. Now, this sawtooth market I'm talking about, I mean, you know, Pepsi broke out to a new high this week, all right? Amgen broke out to a new high. 
These are defensive stocks. They've got great dividends. They raise them every year. Uh, you know, good, good news. So, so, so it's not all bad news. You know, amidst the mounting economic pessimism, we have an, uh, some things that could produce some very constructive surprises. You know, inflation could cool. Russia's, you know, pulled out of a part of uh, Ukraine this week. Uh, you know, we could have lots of things. You know, China could come back. There's a lot of things that could be happening. The dollar's weakening, which is very positive for any multinational company. Yields are coming down. Now we have a huge, you know, inversion now. So that's why it's, you know, 2023 is going to be up and down because, look, they're punishing companies that aren't making their earnings. Or if they guide down, they're getting punished. So that's something you gotta you make you know you gotta come to grips with. But look, it was another challenging month for for fixed income. It got beat up. You know, if you own the bonds, you got beat up, and then it rallied really quickly. Uh, but still, you know, the two year and three year and five year area is a good place to put some money if you're frightened of the market. That simple. Uh, so don't don't be stepping back, okay? Uh, you, you know, because you're worried about the world. Look, the world's there's always been problems. All right, 1962 there were 13 nuclear warheads in Cuba. That's 100 miles from Miami. All right, that's something to be worried about. The Dow was 100 then. It was 100. You know where it is now? Anybody guess? <laughs> it's a long way from 100. It's at 33,747. So from all those worries, the Vietnam War, the oil embargo, you know, uh, you know we've, had, we've had several Middle Eastern problems. Uh, you know, we're 33,000 from 100. Wow. Wow. Think about that for a second or two, all right? So look, uh, like I said, a couple things have happened. Uh, one of the things we look for in the dorsey Wright system, and we're going to talk more about that in the uh, latter third part of the show, is, is we look at what they call the positive trend. And we haven't been above 50, which is usually a really good spot. You know, when you get above 50, good things happen. Um, we haven't been above 50 in almost a year and a half. We broke 50 on Thursday. That's very, very positive. And let me repeat myself. The Dow Jones and the Russell 2000 have broken their downtrend lines. They are now solid citizens. What will happen is they'll bounce up a little bit more and they'll come back and test that line just to make sure we can't sleep. <laughs> you know, that's the way it works. And But that's very positive, okay? Extremely positive. And, you know, if you start to think about We've come a long way. I mean, it was. A, I mean, look, the Nasdaq on Wednesday was down 38 percent for the year. The average stock was down over 57 percent. That's 3,655 stocks. The average stock's down 55 percent. That's a shellacking, folks. Okay. By the end of the week, the Nasdaq was down 32 percent. That's a six percent move. Actually, occurred in two weeks. In two days, I mean. So 
good things are starting to happen. Don't keep your head down, okay? Don't be an ostrich. Don't put your head in the sand. Pay attention. The, look, the difference between most retail clients, most people out there, are they get scared when their stocks are down. You should get aggressive. Because the difference between a pro and an amateur, which most of you are out there, okay, the pro makes 25% of his money in, in situations like this. The amateur only makes four. Okay, so I'm, I, I bought a lot of stocks. I didn't get to everybody. I apologize to some of my clients. Uh, it was difficult because they moved fast. But there'll be a pullback. And on the pullback, you better pay attention. Okay? Because I think things are changing. And, you know, if things change, they're going to change fast. Told that to several clients. I said in September, they were negative, negative, negative. I said, you better be invested. Uh, one gentleman listened to me. as one of my oldest clients out of Baltimore. He's a great guy. Uh, we, you know, he, he had been scared to death in the summer. He came back and we were fully invested that Monday. Tuesday got beat up a little bit. Tuesday got beat up a little bit, but still we're fully invested. Anyway, let's take a break. Remember the number here is 216-901-0945. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. This is my right. A right given by God. To live a free life. To live in freedom. At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Plumbing for Women. The title of that course would probably ruffle feathers today, and understandably so. But back when I taught it, everyone loved it, especially the students. Those women really wanted to know how plumbing worked, and they felt empowered by being able to work on their own plumbing. In the final exam, students made a modern art-looking sculpture from copper pipe and fittings. Each joint had to be properly soldered. Then we'd hook that sculpture up to a garden hose, and we'd pressure test it for leaks. It always worked perfectly. I still have some of those sculptures hanging around my office and home. I've always loved plumbing, and it's one of the great joys of my life to spread that passion to others, including our employees at Wyatt Works. Because I believe you deserve a plumber who loves his work and treats it like a calling, not just a job. Not only will he do better work, but you're going to be a whole lot happier having him in your home. And, quite frankly, that's the secret behind the Wallach-a-Doodle experience. Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. In the old Dracula movies starring Bela Lugosi, all you had to do was show the cross and the vampire would slink away. Well, we still have that cross. Only this time that cross represents the truth. We have truth on our side. Truth, common sense, and the belief in what's right. Use the truth to win those arguments. And stay tuned to this station to find out what's real, what's true, and who's telling the lies. That's why we exist. AM 1420, The Answer. And Odyssey. Okay, we're back, folks. Um, just tuned in. This is Smart Investor Show. And uh, um, 
you know, if I look at the the, the stuff that we talked about in the last month or so, uh, can I say, you know, and, and this is, you know, Rob Schleimer, Lori Calcivina, Tom Lee, all these guys are bright people, and I read them notoriously uh, every week, uh, and I do my charts, and, you know, we made some good calls. We said in September 30th uh, we we needed to be more, you know, we thought we were at the bottom. And like I said, the hard part was getting everybody invested right away. But uh, look, um, Rob has said, and if you've been going to my webpage, which you can get through WHK1420's uh, you know, webpage, you just go to, to local podcasts down to Smart Investor Show. He said this, and it's and I think it's still on my on on the machine. By the way, uh, if you go to you know trend and cycle, uh, he talked about you know he he looks for more rallies, <laughs> which was correct. Um, now Mark Newton over at Fundstrat was a little bit nervous, so uh, it was very difficult this last month because uh, you didn't know long how long this would last, and I I don't know how big a you know with the Republicans not getting if they don't get the Senate and the House, um, I don't know how long this is going to last. Okay, I, I, that's my one uh, worry, big big time worry. But you know, he talked about uh, the S and P was still the S and P needs to get through forty one seventy eight, I think it is, uh, to be whole again. But the Dow was right at important resistance and broke through it, and the Russell did too. So, um, you know. That's a that's a big positive. Like I said, we've become solid citizens now. And you know, we talked about the dollar and uh, the ten-year uh, yield had broken their their uptrend line. And usually, when that occurs, it's going to be a corrective phase. And uh, so, I think you know the other thing I kind of liked about the ten-year yield is it made a lower high. You know, it it peaked out at four thirty-three. And then at 425, it gapped down all the way to you know 390, I think, and then finished Friday at 380 something. Um, and the dollar index did it a couple times. So when you drop, I mean, you drop from 110 to 106 in a day. Uh, that's a that's a big move down in in a dollar. Uh, so it, it's one of those things where these are extremely positive for the the U.S. stock market. Okay. Somebody called me uh, Friday and asked me about Chinese stocks. And I, you know, if China opens again, that's great. But, you know, why take the risk if you can buy our stocks as cheap as they are? I mean, look, I know of a couple of companies that have a couple problems, but they're great companies. And, and they'll be great companies for some time to come. And they're cheap. <laughs> I know of a company is trading, you know, at, you know, Two thirds of its normal PE ratio raises a dividend every year. Is buying, buying back stock wherever has given you three or four spinoffs that are home run, and and it's down about thirty uh, percent. And it's one of the great companies in corporate America. Why not buy that? Okay, you know. So let leave it at that. Uh, so you know, like at the beginning of last week, uh, you know, I thought maybe there'd be a short term shallow pullback, and I I wasn't sure. You know, I. But I, I, you know, we talked about the CPI rate rating. I, I just said use it to get, you know, back in in uh, into the market. And the green shoots. There were so many positives. You know, we were deeply oversold. The majority of stocks were still below their 200-day moving average. Uh, everybody was negative. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't seen these this many negative people in my life. 
And, you know, Lori Calcivina talks about the kindling. And uh, she was asked this week, you know, about the kindling and, and uh, you know, how much kindling was used to start this fire. And she said she just took a couple sticks off the top of the pile. So, uh, you know, the mega cap growth stocks were a big drag on the market. And, I mean, Amazon was up like 7% and then another 3% on Thursday and Friday. Uh, you know, so, you know, Apple was just, a, you know, I think 130 was the line in the sand for Apple for traders anyway. And it just, you know, got down to 136 and then took off to 144. So that's very possible. So the rates breaking down and the dollar breaking down are extremely positive. So this may be a game changer. Um, you know, Tesla had a kind of an ugly chart and then reversed back up. So you got to watch that one kind of closely. I think, you know, there's, but there's, there's all sorts of stuff going on that are, it, it's very positive. Now, one of the things that I think is going to, no matter what, who stays in, in office, I think energy is at the beginning of a super cycle. Uh, well, actually, it began two years ago. And it was funny because a lot of my clients uh, who were newer to me did not buy the energy stocks. You know, I bought ExxonMobil, I don't know, 48 bucks. It had an 8% dividend yield. And then Matador and a couple other names, you know. And uh, But we do have our global energy best ideas. And uh, some of these names, you know, I, I own quite a few of them. <laughs> Uh, but some of these names could be bought like right now, and uh, I still think they're going to make you money. So if you'd like to get that, you know, you go to WHK1420, local podcast, down to Smart Investor Show, and just hit the contact me or email me. And if you want to come and we'll talk about uh, a little bit about uh, uh, the overall uh, markets and, and a wealth plan. Don't forget wealth plans, man. You know, you know if you don't have a plan, you got a problem. Anyway, we're in this repetitive four-year cycle, okay? So what you have is these huge cycles in the stock market. They usually last the, what we call a secular bear and a secular bull. And I think we started a secular bull back at 2000, the end of 2016. They last about 16 to 18 years. So we're about seven years or six years into this. Still probably got about 10 more years to go. And... You have a four-year cycle within there. So what you have is a, a four-year cycle low, which occurred in 2020, and then you get a high, which occurred in 2021, probably, and then you go, you know, you go down, and touch uh, another low before you take off again. So this four-year cycle, you know, we're that means we'll probably start the big bull again in 2024. So 2023 will be a positioning year. Okay, It'll be a big-time positioning year. So. I, one thing that Rob Schleimer uses a lot is what they call the monthly quadrant balance indicator for the S&P 500. Even with Thursday's big move, it's still at the bottom of the scale. You know, it's, it's, it's above, you know, the zone where you really want to buy, but it's still at the bottom. So, you know, we're, we're not terribly overbought at this point. Uh, you know, look, I think the S&P 500 has got some, you know, work to do. It's got to get past that 4178 uh, level, so uh, take it from there. Um, so you, you don't really have evidence of a total bottom in the S&P 500. It is there in the Dow and the Russell. So, you know, the Russell, uh, you know, bottomed. It's, it's broken above its 200-day uh, moving average, and the, the relative performance on the Russell has turned up against the S&P 500, which I think is very, very positive. But 
you know, we had a bunch of stocks below their 200-day moving average still. The 50-day, they've broken, you know, we've kind of bounced up on. Um, and we still have a lot of bearish sentiment, which, you know, that's all positive. So, um, anyway, look, uh, the seasonality of the S&P 500 in the market is very positive in October, the end of October. You know, come, you go away in May and you come back after All Souls Day. So, November, December, and January usually are pretty big months. So the seasonality is is at our best. The other thing we've noticed in the last couple of weeks is the number of new lows are a very noteworthy divergence, meaning we, we don't have these huge amount of new lows, even though the market's you know getting crazy. And then, then this just happened this week. We've had a a, a declining number of fifty two week new highs. And I think we broke the downtrend line this week. So that's another positive. The, you know, the, the, the VIX or the volatility index, the fear index, broke its uptrend line. So this all happened all at once, you know, and it's, uh, it, it means you've got to pay attention now, okay? I think uh, Tom Lee and Lori Calvacina both said this, you know, and Tom Porcelli was so excited uh, on Thursday that I, I thought he'd, he'd jump right through the uh, microphone. This is a game changer, okay? What happened on the CPI is a game changer. Now, Monday will be the PPI. That'll lag. So that might be the, re you know, you might have the sell-off where you might be able to get, get in. Look, I think things are changing. I don't think you want to go back into the growth names. Uh, I, I've been trying to figure out, you know, the hard part of this is to figure out where the leadership is coming from. And I figured it out this week. It's for my clients to know and you guys to guess. So it's one of those things where, you know, we talked about the high beta index versus low volatility, broke out, pulled back. Things are getting interesting again. Okay. So uh, stay tuned. Now, the real big question is, you know, we got the 10-year yield breaking out to, uh, you know, this 40-year downtrend line. Will it come back? Will it, you know, will it break through the line again? It's got to test that line once. Uh, same with the dollar. The dollar will test the downtrend line. That it broke, they both broke through. You know, one hundred forty year, that's the yield, and the and it was thirty six years on the dollar. So will they come back, stop where they were, and turn reverse, or will they go back in the downtrend? That's the the million dollar question. Um, but you know, it'll be it'll be very interesting to see uh, where we go from here, because if we break. If we break back down those lines, things could get really interesting again. Then we'd have to get back into growth stocks. But in the meantime, let's take a break. Remember, the number here is 216-901-0945. We'll be right back. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com. 
timeless wisdom, encouraging proverbs, and powerful promises. At BibleStudyTools.com, we aim to provide the best free resources for knowing the Word of God and applying its powerful truths to your life. Use BibleStudyTools.com's daily Bible verse for inspiration as you start each day. Find powerful verses on more than 300 topics that relate to your life's challenges and needs. Verses to encourage your soul, lift your spirit, and strengthen your faith. Visit BibleStudyTools.com. That's BibleStudyTools.com. Hello, Cleveland. My dad grew up in Cleveland. I've lived in Cleveland my whole life, and Cleveland rocks. And as a Cleveland plumber who's the son of a Cleveland plumber, one thing I can tell you is that Cleveland sewer pipes are all made of clay. And those clay pipe sections have seams every three to four feet where roots can grow, cracks can develop, and offsets form, and that causes some nasty clogs. For most clogs, we can cable or jet them out fast and get the water moving. But to really fix the problem properly requires a cable machine, a hydro jetter, a camera, several hours of work, all of which every drain tech does have ready to go. So at Wyatt Works, we embrace transparency. We will bust the clog right away. We'll show you on the camera and let you decide if you want to do a Band-Aid fix or a permanent fix. Either way, the hard-working, straight-talking, do-it-right drain techs at Wyatt Works have got you covered. Consider it done at WyattWorks.com. License number 30185. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Okay, the British invasion. <laughs> you know, uh, I just got an email from Pat, and Pat wants to know, Tim, what's your opinion on gold? Well, look, if you look at gold, it's not done much in 2022. Uh, you know, we talked about gold back in 2016, I think it was, or 17, I can't remember. We uh, Actually, it was Bob Dickey, one of his great calls, and we made a lot of money on gold. Uh, but in absolute terms, you know, the GLD has outperformed the S&P 500 by about 11 12% year-to-date. Now, with the U.S. dollar getting whacked the last couple of days, gold might be a place to go again, okay? So I, I think, you know, it, it, it's always been a – everybody's considered a safe haven during bear markets. Now, the question is, is the bear market over, over yet? So uh, I, I think it's um, – with the U.S. dollar getting whacked, uh, makes things interesting. But remember, you know, the problem with gold is there's no dividend. So uh, maybe gold stocks would be a better way to look at it, uh, Pat. So uh, I'm not recommending gold right now or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, these are the type of things that you have to uh, pay closer attention to. And, uh, and you know, I, I think it's important that, uh, well, you know, you, <laughs> you do your homework is what it comes down to. But uh, anyway. There we go. Uh, we have a caller, John, I think it is. John, how are you? Hey, Tim, how's it going? No complaints. Hey, you know, I've I got it for this market. I mean, it has just been so uh, terrible and it's been so volatile. Like, I find that, you know, there's such a volatility. I've, I've kind of relegated myself to, like, 
day trading. Not that I, I hate doing that because it's just like it's the most stressful thing to do, but it's the only way that I've found a way to mitigate risk. And, you know, I'm looking at, are you thinking when you, I mean, I, I agree with you that I think that the CPI was really good. And, you know, there's obviously the PPI, which I'm kind of a little bit worried about. But are you looking at any short term levels? Because on a short term basis, would you say that this is overbought? I mean, where we're at, because of the, the, the run up we had, and I understand the weeklies and I understand, you know, the charts, but are we, um, you know, because I just, sometimes we've been, we've had so many rug pulls and every time there's a run and everyone feels this is the end. I mean, you know this better than anyone. It's like, how many times have we had the rug pulled out from under us, you know? Well, it's great that you said that, John, because just because you said that, the market probably has more room to run. <laughs> okay. Because yeah. you and everybody else is thinking the same way, okay? I mean, yeah. you know, they got, you know, it's like uh, House of the Rising Sun. I got one foot on the platform and one foot on the train, okay? Yeah. And uh, that's, everybody's like that. The amount of cash on the sidelines is significant. And if Tom Porcelli is right, and he usually is, uh, he's our chief economist. This may be the turning point. Tom Lee thinks so yeah. too. Uh, so, you know what? Everybody's still. I mean, the the bulls didn't come out of the woodwork. Uh, there's yeah. just a lot of people short, and the amount of cash on the sidelines. I mean, Lori Calvacina is talking about the Kinlan. The Kinlan isn't even. <laughs> you know, I mean, that isn't the big deal. It's the amount of wood and coal on the sidelines. I mean, the fire could get intense. Yeah. But, you know, you I brought up a good Mike point. Mike Wilson, he came out, he's been bullish now for about three weeks. He's been probably the most accurate bear on the street for, you know, what, over a year and a half or something, it seems, you know? He came out bullish. Yeah, he but he's, he's, also, he's also been bearish for kind of testing that Mike, level, you know? Yeah, but Mike's been bearish for five years. So, I mean, yeah, my, right. my, but is my, it, my watch, think, I mean, my watch think, stopped, you, uh, you, Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so, you know, look, uh, a lot of people have been wrong this year. Mike's been right. So God, give him credit. Uh, and he's a smart guy. You know, I've met him and he's a smart guy. And uh, I, I just think that you, you know, look, if you were an engine, you're up 20% this year. Yeah. Okay. If you're an Eli Lilly, you're up 18%. So it depends where you were. And that's, that's part of the problem is uh, being in the right spot. All right. So look, uh, can it go further? Yes. How much further? Yeah, cool. Well, that's great. I, I, you know, the thing is, it's like the CPI number. I, I was, I didn't have anything because the last time, honestly, the, I got the last time the CPI came out, and I don't want to hold you up, but the last time I, the market ran up in advance of the CPI that morning. I remember on the UK news, and I was like, "What the hell is the market? Aren't people afraid of CPI?" And then the CPI came out, and it just got destroyed. You know, and I was like, yeah. that's kind of, I think that this time it was great to see the exact opposite. Which we haven't seen this. When is the last time we've seen good news? I mean, that's the thing that's so crazy about this. You know, I haven't seen good news in a year, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? I, I think on September 30th, I said I thought we hit bottom. And uh, yeah. so, you know, so far, that's a pretty darn good. I mean, we're up, what, 13% on the Dow? Pretty good yeah. call. Yeah. Uh, are you are you looking at any the, levels for like a pull? You said of a CP of the PPI. Do you look at any levels of like what are your levels for upside and down? I mean, have you thought about that or like the, just the technically the charts? Nah. Look, the bullish percent is in, is positive. It's a fifty four, which is still a decent place to get in, and that's what I was just about to talk about. So, uh, look, the problem with indicators that you use 
you can't anticipate an anticipator. All right. So I, I don't want to get in that business. You know, yeah. uh, I think, you know, you had an opportunity to buy some good companies and, you know, by the way, two year bonds, 5%. Yeah. Bottom. You know, so asset yeah, allocation. Yeah, you look at the TLT, it's, it's really had a big pop, which is great. The 20 year treasury note has done really well. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's, I'd, so there are these in the dollar crash. I mean, I haven't seen the dollar crash like this in two days for, I don't know when, when the last time it crashed like this. Uh, it's one of the biggest, one of the three biggest. So, but hey, that's, uh, you know, we said last week the dollar broke its uptrend line, the 10 year yield broke its uptrend line. So, uh, we've been steering you in the right direction is what it comes down to. Yeah, great. Right. Well, I don't want to take up your time. Right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. I listen to your show all every week. So I don't, I just. Have a great day. So you too. Anyway, take care. Have a good uh, weekend. Bye-bye. Yeah. Anyway, if I was, you know, by the S&P 500, I think I'd more like to go to a momentum portfolio because the S&P 500 has got some stocks that are a problem right now. Uh, now, I bought some of these stocks because they, uh, you know, they were down and I thought they'd turn and uh, they went down further. Um, so I'm not perfect. But uh, I, I think, you know, there's some interesting things happening. The momentum group has turned back up and it hasn't been heard of or seen since last October. You know, and we, we talked for all of 2021, we talked about the uh, bullish percent started at 80, went to 60 and, you know, went. I made lower tops the whole way, and I said, you know, when it broke 60, we're in trouble. And But now we've reversed. We've broken double, uh, our, our first double top, and I think that's uh, very important. Now, I just had a question from Mike. Mike asked about crypto. Mike, I, I just chart crypto on a point-and-figure chart. Actually, our friends at Dorsey Wright do it, so I follow what they say. We broke a major double bottom, uh, you know, after another triple bottom. So <laughs> I don't think it's a good shape. Anyway, the bullish percent at 54.5. Uh, it was up uh, almost 6% this week. Um, not a bad week. But 55 is not a, an overbought status, okay? Remember, it's 70, okay? So this chart goes from 0 to 100. And all they're looking at is the number of stocks on a point-and-figure buy signal in the New York Stock Exchange Index, which is big. So 54% of the stocks are now on a point-and-figure buy signal. September 30th, you may recall, it was 22, right? And actually, it had gone down to 18. So uh, I, I, I took the first, look, you know, the first bounce off the bottom as, as a possible bottom. And so it's, we're not at 70. 70 is the red zone. That's where you get nervous. Six, you know, below 30 is the green zone. So we're kind of in the middle. So you got to be a little bit more cautious when you buy things. Uh, not terribly. And look, we've been down for a year, right? Uh, I've got. It, you know, I I finally figured out what the heck's going on because it it takes a while with a bear market. You know, you got to find the leadership. Now the leadership is probably going to get beat up here. The Amgens, the Pepsi's, you know, the stuff that everybody's been in, they're going to take money from there to go to the next leadership. All right, so you'll be able to buy some of those coming back because they're not they're great companies and and you know you'll be able to get into them. Uh, they're not going away. All right, and what'll happen? is the kindling and the coal and the wood on the sidelines will finally come in and then everything will go up if I'm right. Okay. Uh, which will probably happen in 2024. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, the over the counter index, uh, was, is still the, the one, one group that, you know, the real small stocks have not moved. They got crushed. There was just no bid for them at all for the last year. And there's some really good names out there. I mean, 
stuff where they've got FDA approval, stuff where they've, you know, good stuff has happened and they, they didn't give them the time of day. Amazing. I, I am, I've, I've been doing this a long time. I haven't seen that before. But uh, the over-the-counter index was at 30. So it broke over 30. That's a positive. It's, it's in a column of Xs, so it's positive. And then the world index went to 30, uh, 34 this week and is in a column of indexes. So the international stocks are, you know, we're starting to talk about them because they're cheap. The dynamic asset class rankings, cash is still number one. Commodities are number two. Domestic equities jumped big. Uh, they were at 187. Uh, and and they jumped up to 204, so they may be in place pretty quick. Currencies dropped to 103 because crypto is a currency. So we were right, made a good call on that one. We said that it would be a currency problem that would occur. I, I didn't think it was going to be cryptocurrency, by the way. But um, you know, it's funny that FTX guy was the largest contributor to the Democratic Party, and uh, that's probably why he got away with what he got away with. But anyway, the dynamic asset level investing, I think, uh, you know, when, when you are the lowest form of life there, okay? Remember, domestic equities, we made a call back in 2007 at the end of the year. I said, hey, cash is number one. Domestic equities are number, are last, okay? When you're last on the relative strength area, that's when blowups occur, all right? So currencies are probably still in trouble for a while. So, uh, you know, you're not going to see that. There may be a, a big move uh in some of the other currencies, but I still think energies, you know, if you look at the dynamic asset level investor sector ratings, and what we're doing is just relative strength investing, okay? We want to be in the best stock in the best group. It's still energy. It's still consumer non-cyclicals, but they took a hit, okay, this week. Financials, utilities, and industrials. Uh, healthcare made a big move and then gave it up a little bit on Friday, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, and basic materials made a big jump. They, they they gained almost 20 votes, all right? So they jumped over healthcare this week. So we'll see what happens. Communication services is still last, all right? Uh, dead last. So I, I think uh, consumer non-cyclicals, uh, I, I was overweighting until this week, and so we'll see what happens. But uh, so people ask me about foreign stocks, and the, the probably the best group I saw was India. All right, let's take a break and we'll be right back with Insider. Stay tuned. This is the Smart Investor Show. Remember, it's 216-901-0945. All of us come from somewhere. All of us have origin stories. From executive producer Larry Elder. Divine Providence was clearly operating in the lives of black Americans. And director Justin Malone. When I was growing up, we were never taught that America was bad. We were raised to love America. Comes the continuation of their 2020 hit film, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom Part 2. An American Odyssey. Available on Salem Now. Dr. Sebastian Gorka wants answers from Twitter. Elon, what are you doing? Are you serious? About making this a balanced platform that doesn't have censorship of people who disagree politically with the DNC? Because if this is your idea of being fair, of being balanced, you've already failed. America First with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Afternoons at 3, right before Jay Seculo at 6 on AM 1420. 
The Answer. And Odyssey. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Ah, an old Beatles tune. They're still the best as far as I'm concerned. Okay, so, uh, you know, we always talk about insiders uh, at the last part of the show. So what we've done is we've gone from strategy and we've talked about the markets and then we've talked about particular groups. And uh, now we're going to talk about this is where, look, you sell stocks for a lot of reasons, Okay. Insiders sell to buy a new Porsche or new house on the coast of Marseille or whatever it may be, but they buy in the open market for one reason and one reason only, to make money. And the insiders know the companies better than we do. So if we can take good research with insider buying and a good technical chart, we're going to win more than the guy who just uh, picks a stock, Okay. That's what we do for our clients. By the way, don't forget a wealth plan. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm absolutely sure that wealth plans are the way to go. So anyway, this is a big one. Uh, and this is a $49 million buy from a director at Datadog. This is Matt Jacobson, who's a very smart guy. Believe me, I, I followed the guy for a long, long time. Uh, Datadog, $49 million. These guys are in. Uh, you know, we have a report. If you'd like to get it. Uh, these guys do. You know, they're they're watching your back with your computer, so they are making sure that nobody's getting into your system. Okay. And this is one that I bought a while back, and I, actually one of my clients who didn't buy it said, "Nice call on it," and, and he's a great guy, by the way. Wish he would have bought it. But uh, Nuvalent, um, this is a, a company has a new ca- cancer product, and the stock jumped. Basically from 16 to, th- to 40 in one day. Now it's pulled back to 32. And uh, James Flynn, who is a very bright guy, uh, bought uh, about 20, almost 22 million dollars with the stock. And it was one other gentleman who bought. And I, uh, I couldn't. I wrote it down, and I can't find it. So <laughs> my organizational skills need to be worked on. And then energy transfer. Now this is a really interesting stock. Uh, you know the executive chairman Kelsey Warren bought twelve point nine million stock uh, share uh, dollars worth. I'm sorry, and Energy Transfer is a master limited partnership, so it's a, a tax uh, situation with the dividend. Uh, by the way, they they usually send your your K one like the day before your taxes, so you're going to probably you know whatever. But it it's a be- these things have made money for a long long period of time. And then Google, both Google and Google L. Uh, GV2021 GPLLC bought a ton of stock. They also bought GitLab, which is another company uh, in the software application area that does. Uh, uh, well, it's hard to explain, but uh, so but they bought uh, nine million dollars of each, and then two days later they bought uh, seven million dollars of each. Uh, oh, by the way, they bought Git, GitLab. They bought nine million, and then seven, and then two days later they bought. Six point three million dollars of each. So, 
Uh, these guys are obviously, you know, they own 10% already. So this, they own like millions of shares, literally millions of shares. I think it's, it's kind of interesting. Also, Rain Therapeutics. This is an interesting one because it's shown up on my charts. BFB Partners. Uh, this is maybe the reason it showed up on the charts. Uh, they bought $9.9 million worth. And then the CME Group, which is the, you know, the financial data exchange. Now, this occurred Wednesday. <laughs> Friday was up big. So just remember that. They bought 8.2. Uh, it was Bill Shepard, who's a director, uh, bought like uh, $8.2 million worth. Oh, by the way, I forgot. Uh, Aaron Davis also bought uh, Rain Therapeutics, and, and he's a director there, and he bought about $5.6 million. By the way, this week, it was a ton of insider buying before the CPI. Isn't that interesting? And then we had uh, Definitive Healthcare, which just got creamed. Uh, you know, it was like a $30 stock, now 11 And the executive chairman bought $5.1 million. And then uh, NSTAR Group, which is insurance, uh, we had... Uh, the uh, chief executive officer by 4.4 million. And then Boeing, Dave Calhoun, the president and CEO, first time he's bought 3.9 million uh, in, in two years now. Okay. And, and cable one, which is, you know, got creamed. It was $1,400. Now it's 724. Uh, we had two director, uh, same director. I'm sorry, Tom Gaynor. He bought about $6 million worth and national storage, which uh, was $60 is now 49. We had the executive chairman by uh, $2 million. Oh, by the way, uh, I forgot that there was two buys of energy transfer, uh, and I forgot about that. And then I noticed, and I think this is going to show up uh, Monday in my mailbox. I think the GV 2021 bought another, you know, 1.5 million of all three of those Google L, Google, and GitLabs. And here's interesting Intel, 1.3 million buys, the first one since uh, last year, I think. Um, so there's quite a few buyers there. And then we had, uh, Compass Therapeutics at a new high. We had two directors buy uh, about a million dollars and a half. Uh, so we're, we're getting a, a lot of people obviously paying attention. We had Tupperware, which got killed, you know, it was $12 stock. Now it's five. Uh, we had the executive vice chair buy a bunch of stock. And then finally, um, DCS pharmaceuticals after it got beat up a little bit, went from eight to five twenty one. Orbermed Advisors bought a million to shares, and Carl Gordon, who's a director, bought quite a bit. By the way, I forgot, Matt Jacobson bought a bunch of Datadog last week. Not this week, but last week. And then also, um, uh, there's a small biotech company that got killed. Uh, it was $22, now it's not five. And uh, Column Group and uh, also Dave Goodall, uh, all, they all bought like uh, $2 million together, so we had quite a few. So, look, I, I think it's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, the QQQ played some serious catch-up to a lot of defensive stocks, okay? So the defensive stocks gave it up Thursday and Friday, and the QQQ went forward. I don't think the QQQ is going to be the, the leader going forward. I don't think it's going to be the staples either. I think they're going to sit for a while. They're going to be bouncing up and down. I do know who, you know, I've finally figured out uh, today and, and Friday, you know, what I, um, I'm looking at, uh, some really interesting charts that I, I think that uh, could be technically good places to be. Now, I'm in some of them. I have to be, you know, in more of them, obviously. So, uh, look, I, I think there's going to be quite a bit of uh, jockeying for position 
okay? And I also think that you have to look at small caps. And if you'd like our small cap report, I think that's a really good idea. There's some names in there that uh, a lot of them are, a lot of these got beat up. And they have really good stories. And they got beat up just because there was no buying. Okay? There's a lack of buying. So that's an area where I'd probably pay very close attention to. So if you'd like to get the, the you know the small cap list or our global oil list, let me know. Also, if you'd like to have an appointment and so we'd sit down and just talk about what you want to do, you know, I, I, I keep talking about the wealth plan. Remember, you can start a wealth plan with us without being a client. You can just be a prospective client. Uh, and we, you know, obviously we'd like love to have you come on board with us. Uh, so, you, but you can start the wealth plan without being a client. I don't think, I think that's a pretty good deal. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, up until Thursday, there was a lot of negatives starting to, you know, I could see some things happening that were starting to worry me a little bit. Uh, and I, I think it's really kind of interesting, um, you know, with the U.S. dollar, uh, it was looked like it was you know, heading towards support, and then it gave it up, you know, um, it made a lower high. So these lower highs are starting to happen on the dollar and the 10-year yield. So now what we're looking at is the two-year and the 10-year, a big-time negative, you know, inverted yield curve, which means 2023 will be a, probably a tough time. But what Tom Porcelli said, our chief economist, if you'd like to see the information, let me know. Basically, that CPI number was a quarter point cut in the Fed funds rate. So what he thinks is going to happen is sometime in the new year, won't happen to the new year, but the Fed will talk tough. They may even raise rates again, but they've always been late. They've always been late, okay? So when they start to lower rates, it's going to come fast and furious. And that's what I think is important. So, you know, keep the faith and uh, don't get, uh, uh, you know, too, too crazy about things, but 2023 year will be a great year to position your portfolio. Uh, I think I know where to go now. <laughs> All right. It's, it's taken, you know, because there's been no clear leadership other than the staples and the energy. And we talked about that last year. But if you'd like to sit down and have a cup of coffee, uh, you know, my office is downtown Cleveland. I can meet you somewhere else for breakfast or something like that. We'd be glad to do that. Uh, in the meantime, remember, currencies are the lowest form of life. So you crypto people out there, be careful. This might not be over yet. And cash and energy, one and two. Uh, so keep, keep that in mind. Uh, in the meantime, have a great weekend. Uh, stay warm. This is Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Remember, buy low, sell high. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. Or visit his website, rbcwmfa.com slash Tim Hayes. That's all one word in the address bar, 
rbcwfma.com slash Tim Hayes. Please join us again next Saturday for the Smart Investor Hour to hear more smart investing from Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.